0: This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comicbop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show where we take comics from the past week, recap and review them, them, let us know, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. In addition to that, we also do like reviews and stuff. Off the Rack is our review show. Yeah. So that's where, if like there's a Marvel Netflix show or even a DC Universe app, series that we want to review and talk about we can do that on here on the show we're gonna do a little bit of a hodgepodge this week we're going to combine our thoughts on daredevil season three along with some of the books that came out this past week that we think you should pick up because we want to keep it comics ladies and gentlemen we're also going to try and keep it a little brief this week because tiffany's not feeling well <laughs> as you can tell later on when she starts I just, talking.
1: i can't yeah also, she's
0: going to try and uh, stream today later after the show, uh, which includes the Purple channel, which you'll find links to and everything like that elsewhere. Yeah. Actually, if you go in the description, I think you'll find mm-hmm. a direct link to our Purple streaming service yeah. channel as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you're not feeling mm-hmm. well. We're going to try and reserve your energy, but we yes. will try and make this as a, you know standard and above average show it's, that we have.
1: It's going to be good. It's going to be great. At least great. I sound better. Which I is, agree. I sound better. Yeah. Which means I sounded worse. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday or the day before that, not good.
0: Nope. It's true <laughs> enough. Uh, so before we jump into Daredevil, because we have a lot of thoughts on it, but we don't want to spend too, too much time just like belaboring the series, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about some comics. So let's do it. Yeah. Uh, these are books that came out this week that I and you read, yes. and we want to talk about them a little bit. So let me just jump over to where we are. and Where are we? Well, there's a book. I read... Quite a few books, but I only really want to talk about three of them um, this week.
1: I only read a few books, and they were all magic based.
0: What a shock! That's nice, though. Magic. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll talk about this one first because it's just like whatever. Go for it. You're going to be covered up, but oh, oh
1: no, I'm not. I'm not okay. So much.
0: All right, there it is. Hey. Uh, the <laughs> Batman and the Max Arkham Dreams came out uh, number two. Uh, by Sam Keith, all of it written and drawn if you 're not a familiar if you 're familiar with the max don 't blame yourself because you 're probably not thirty, so go uh to our back issues episode and watch all of it because we really talk about the max and the phenomenon thereof yeah but uh this is fun because like it takes all the stuff that if you were a fan of the max or if you became uh, a fan of the max you you may be like, "Whoa, the book kind of like spiraled out of control and then ended. Uh, this takes all the stuff that spiraled out of control and then just says, no, no, no let's just focus on the stuff that you remember. <laughs> Julie, Batman, uh, The Max, Mr. Gone, maybe? How about that? This, uh, this ups the ante a bit, introduces some new villains, uh, not new to anybody who reads comics, but new to the series. Um, the Penguin shows up, the Joker shows up, uh, Mr. Gone shows up. This is the most silly the first issue, I was like, "There's a little bit of a little, a little bit of camp, a little bit of Sam Keithian silliness going on." Okay. But uh, I felt like, "Oh, like no," but it really does kind of like harken back to the noble tradition of like Sam Keith's The Max. Okay. Um, this is like a joke. Really. Yeah, and I don't mean like even I don't mean like a bad joke or like an angry joke. It's just kind of like clearly Keith is having a fun time doing it. DC doesn't mind what they're doing with the characters, it, and nothing out of the ordinary. It's more like a more silly juvenile uh, Arkham Asylum, like your serious house and serious earth, but if it also had the Max in it. Uh, so it's just like, what? We're in the mindscape. We're in the Outback. But Joker's here, and he's been here for, like, he's he's been tapping into the Outback for a long time, but it gets very silly.
1: Really? Now, do you think that's because, like, Keith himself was kind of down on his own work, so maybe he didn't feel like he was up to the task of writing this book.
0: I mean, if he didn't, then why did he take the job or even pitch this idea? I don't... Like, Like, who came up with this idea? I'd love to know. Um, But I gotta tell you, like, it's fun. If you you liked The Max, uh you should pick it up. If you like Batman and don't know who The Max is, you're not gonna like this book. Okay, but uh, you might find it fun. I don't right. know if you and like I'm, silliness.
1: I'm guessing this is not a great introduction to the mask or the mask, the Max. I keep calling it the mask. I know because I desperately want that. Apparently,
0: yeah, not so much. Uh, I mean, like does it, does it, does in it f- the most like rudimentary sense, like it, it's like if you Max, he's connected with some girl. There's no connection. Like there's no real explanation. So if you. Knew The Max, you you might like this. Right. If you don't, you're not going to get a good feel for what The Max was. Okay. Or even, like, the first ten issues mythology. Okay. You know, like, you're not even going to really get into the show. Because the show's only the first 13 issues or so. Okay. So, it's it's fun, it's silly. I recommend it because, like, I liked it. Wow. And I like The Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, this book will never come again, so check <laughs> it out. Uh, so, that's that.
1: It's more or less a... Uh... Like, a moment in time.
0: Exactly. It's a moment in time that you'd think would never have happened. Yeah. Because the time has passed for the Max. Okay. But not so much. It's here. And oh. it's gonna going to keep going for at yeah. least for a forgivably short amount of time. It's not three <laughs> issues, but it's not eight issues. All right. So, That's check it fair. out. Uh, what did you read?
1: Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. I was going to alternate. I so not ready No, I'm for back that. And,
0: going back and forth.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Um... I'm not gonna get super into details for this because, on the off chance, folk have not finished um, the Justice League Dark arc, the Witching Hour, since yes. it was a weekly series, people may not have caught up to it. It was five parts. It just ended last week. Yeah. Um. I guess all I really want to say is I thought it ended really strongly. Uh, he tied up or Tynan tied up all the loose ends. Um. This is one of those like stories where they, of course, broke it up into a couple different books. Yes. I mean, really, it was just that Justice seems to League be like- Dark. Wonder Woman, and then Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman, like, they made, like, a separate thing.
0: Oh, like, its own, like, one-shot?
1: Kind of. Oh, it's just kind of, like, there's, like, two issues that are in that. It's, like, a tie-in crossover kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so you had to follow those, and I was like, this is got to suck for people who are just reading Wonder Woman. Because mm-hmm. your whole book gets Shanghai for two issues. Yeah. Um, but I thought, I thought they did, I thought he did a really good job. Um, I liked a lot of the characterizations. I like the, um, changes that they've made to the DC universe. Whether or not people follow them will be a totally different thing. Anytime that I notice that, um, folk make, uh, irreparable changes to the magical parts of any universe, they don't, it, uh, people don't care. Right, or editorial not doesn't, like, write like, it down. It doesn't really matter, no. you know, at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, like, I liked the changes that they made. In particular, huge change, in my opinion, for Swamp Thing. Yes. Um, and not just the way he and looks Wonder Woman a little bit? Well, um, yes and no, because yes, yes.
0: New yes. powers.
1: No, that's all gone.
0: Oh. Oh, they undid it.
1: Well, it's all gone. Well. No, there's read another it. there's another change that was made. Um, I guess I I, I can kind of ruin this, but like uh, yeah. like the um you know, like Mount Olympus, mm-hmm. and like like the idea is that like Mount Olympus has been abandoned by the gods. Right. And um, now it's like closed forever, and it's been destroyed. Oh, like they she can never like step foot there again. Okay, it's it's over. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So I'm think definitely huge um, change in what his whole like not even role, but like. Mm-hmm. I don't I wanna You don't wanna ruin it. I yeah. don't wanna ruin just, it. But yeah, I, I won't, to, I, I won't I'll tell push you it. later. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll spoil it. Tomorrow, yeah, I'll spoil, you, I'll,
1: I'll spoil it for myself. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing where Justice like Dark's gonna go next. They clearly uh, Titans clearly set up um, a villain for the future. Whether or not we'll dive right into that is one thing. Um but we'll see where it goes. Cool. Like they dealt with everything.
0: Great. So That's nice. Just go
1: for it, spoil it. Okay. All right, here we go. Um so at the end of the day, um the Parliament of Trees is, is burnt. Down, oh. so he's no like the like it's no longer there. There's no connection to it any longer. Wow. He still has a connection to the green, and the idea is that like now instead of there being a parliament of trees, there's like something uh, I can't remember if it's like the parliament or the court of flowers or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's like something else there, and it's not going away. Right, and it was like created by like this new magical order kind of thing. So like magic has been changed within the universe, and like certain things are going to stay around forever. But like I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that in swamp thing, like. Yeah, you know, like that was kind of a big part of it, and the idea that he might have ne- inevitably joined the Parliament of Trees, and now that's just not even a possibility for him. Yeah, and I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it, it, cool. It, that's like it's so funny because it's like you think that'd be the kind of change they would make in a Swamp Thing book, but yeah, you no. Know. But there isn't one. There isn't one, so you can't do that. But like, hey, anybody wants to write for, write for Swamp Thing, now you gotta deal with that.
0: Yeah. Or not. Or
1: not. Or you just ignore it. Who Worst cares? What's for you? Who cares? Um, but they definitely, like, all the loose ends. The, the fifth member of, like, the uh, of Hecate's uh, Witchmarked, we we found out who that is. Mm-hmm. We dealt with the Upside Down Man. We dealt with it all. Oh, cool. Okay, and, great. And not, like, dealt with it like Marvel deals with it in their movies. Like, he could always come back. Oh, cool, so, good. But like his connection to everything, right? So, it's like summed up. Dope. I felt like it was a really solid story. Again, like the unfortunate part was the way you had to follow it. Yeah, and so like if you weren't paying attention, right, it was easy to miss an issue of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm trying not to go too much into details because like it, it's like oh, it's over because it was a weekly series. Yeah, so we had to figure out which books to pick up for that. So again, I thought it was good though. Cool.
0: Uh, moving over to Marvel briefly, uh, extermination number four, penultimate issue. Oops, made it go away. Uh, the penultimate issue of their fixing of the, like, timeline displaced time X-Men continues, and it's doing, like... Do you ever thought like, ah, oh, this is there's this funny like editorial thing where it's like we're gonna do this this meta thing where like we know that they can't use the characters or they don't want to use the characters or they want to start using the characters and so they fun they come up with this fun organic story driven way to do that mm-hmm. like this is just like what you see is what you get they're just getting rid of the young time displaced X Men and putting them back and like young Cable is like doing the fixing like they discover what his operation is and it's just like because. Like young angel, you know he's been here so damn long. Like he had to go through archangel esque metamorphoses, and so he had like en- he had like energy wings. And so like young Cable's like no, he needs to go back. And when he goes back, he can't have energy wings. So I I kidnapped Mimic, a classic X Men character that like died long ago, and you might not even remember him, even if like you were a big X Men fan, because like the last time I was reco- I reminded of Mimic was in like an X Men trading card, like. 20 years ago. Oh. But, like, Mimic's a fun character. His, character. his his powers are he can mimic your your abilities. And he has, like, a bunch... Whenever you see him, he's usually got, like, big beast arms and Cyclops' visor and Angel's wings. You know what's
1: amazing? Is that, like, every character... Not every, but, like, the ones that come to mind who can do that, they all start with M. Mystique, morph, mimic.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> but it's so funny because, like, they, uh... Like, Cable just kept, like captures Mimic and then rips his wings off and then puts them on Angel. And then, like, the, the New Mutants slash X-Force team that would be working with Cable that's hunting down young Cable for killing old Cable is, like, Mimic, is this true? He's like, yeah, I wish he'd asked me, but, like, I get it, so I'm totally down. It's just really funny. Like, it's all coalescing, it's all gonna wrap up, it's a fun little story. Even if you don't know, like... The, that all the all the Fox Disney nonsense that's been going on, you might still enjoy the story. Uh, so,
1: is this a time-displaced Cable, which is like... A...
0: No, it's like young Cable. It's like young... Like, Cable before he gets old. So it's like Cable, when he's a teenager, he finds out about his older self screwing up, so he goes and kills his older self.
1: Okay, but, like, but he's still from a future, right?
0: Right. Yeah, and he's got to make sure his future still happens. And basically the idea being that, like, if one of the time-displaced X-Men doesn't make it back, it screws up everything. And if none of the time-displaced X-Men go back, it screws up everything. It's just about, like, fixing the timeline, which is fine. Also, Ahab's there, and he's doing his thing. I, and then Ahab shows up, and he, like, stabs Cyclops through the chest and kills him. But he doesn't, because, like, it looks like it's Cyclops, and everyone's like, They killed young Cyclops! I'm like, it's Mimic. They killed, they killed Mimic. Because, they, because Mimic has Cyclops' powers. Yeah. Like, what are you doing?
1: Does he morph back after he? Oh, well, they don't. Stabbed? No,
0: just, that's the last. The last page uh, reveal is, oh my god, they killed young Cyclops. What are they going to do now? In the last issue of the series, like just so it's mimic.
1: So okay, so <laughs> I hate time travel. Um, so <laughs> I love young, time
0: travels. I'm down. I
1: do, but not not no. Mm-hmm. Um, so young Cable from a slightly less further in the fa- in like the yeah. far flung future mm-hmm. kills himself from a further far flung future. Yes, to go back to send the X-Men back into the past because they're mm-hmm. in the future for them, yep. technically. Mm-hmm. And then ev- inevitably he's going to go back. But everybody's going to hate him anyway because every time they look at Cable, they're going to be like, you ruined the young X-Men. So is he killing them or is he taking them back?
0: No, he's, he's capturing them and then he's going to ship them back. But he needs to have all of them.
1: Why can't he just talk to them?
0: Because uh, there's no time. Because it needs to be dramatic and fun. Okay. So that So it is. Fine. But uh <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I, I'm I'm digging it and uh I think Pepe Laraz is still doing the art and he's doing a great job. Okay. Um by the way, it's written by Ed Brisson and he's doing a good job. It's kind of fun. I dig it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> fix it, fix everything.
1: Time <laughs> Uh
0: getting into the super chats, Mr. Roboto says, Did they bring up the whole white lantern swamp thing? No. I'm that's too bad.
1: That doesn't mean that they couldn't and it couldn't be something that they used to like adjust things, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I do. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> um so uh also this week uh, over in the in the realm of Marvel,
0: Ooh.
1: um a what if book came out and we've talked about a couple of what ifs here and like yes. so far the what ifs have not been great.
0: No, they have not. They're they're like old what if where um, it's like let's test it out for right. another writer.
1: Until last week <gasps> when I thought what was a great great what if. Came out. Mm-hmm. It was what if magic,
0: not what if Marvel knew how to handle what if magic? magic.
1: No, what if magic became Sorcerer Supreme? Oh, um, and it's written by Leah Williams with art by Felipe Andre. Um, I feel like I've, I think I've seen his art before with Captain Marvel. Yes, and um, it, I think his art is super suited for a Doctor Strange book. Marvel, do it. What are we doing? Here? I mean, they just did. They did do it. Um, but it was
0: more for a magic book.
1: All right. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be perfectly frank with everybody. This is one of the best Doctor Strange stories I've read in a while. Hmm. Putting it out there. And it's not even a Doctor Strange story. But it is, because Doctor Strange is in it pretty much from the get-go and throughout the whole thing. And it's great. It's a more classic Doctor Strange in a very classic costume. Um, Doing his, like, Sorcerer Supreme thing. Um, Concept here is that, like, what if magic, like, went into limbo and then when she came back she went and hung out with the mutants for a little bit and then left, like, Westchester and was like, nah.
0: Nah, this sucks. Nah, I don't (laughs) want
1: to do this. And um, basically, like, she ends up, like, causing a stir because, like, she doesn't know how to do anything with her powers. She thinks she does, but she doesn't, so Strange shows up, and it's just like, you can't do this. Right. And, like, you look, all right, first of all, you look like you're malnourished, so just come back with me. And, like, he ends up, like, she's using her teleportation powers and ends up, like, tricking her into going to the Sanctum, and Mm -hmm. he won't, like, she can't leave because it's, like, protected. He's like, I'm not trying to get you. It's just you literally can't teleport out of here. Just Relax. So then, like, they feed her, and, like, he, she gives her backstory, he pitches her an alternative to, like, all of that, and just being like, why don't you just stay here, and I'll train you. Okay. And, like, you, like, it's up to you. Like, whatever you want to do. And so she decides to do that, and so he teaches her the ways of magic, and, like, it's very interesting to see him with a younger uh, student like this. I know we've seen this a lot lately. Oh,
0: Doctor Strange getting a young female protege? Yeah. Yeah, literally twice yeah, in the last five uh, years. I know. But years. this one
1: who actually has already magic has powers. magical powers, magical abilities, and can't control them. And he looks at her and he says like, You have the potential to be the most powerful sorcerer I've ever met.
0: Right. And he's but like, Don't tell Wanda.
1: Right. But he's also like kind of concerned about this because there's a black magic within her. And he's like, There's no way we can take that out, but at least we can give it a run for its money to take you over. He's like, So we're going to do everything we can to stop that from happening. Cool. And so, like, we just see a lot of their training and, like, how, like, she can't do creation magic because of the fact that, like, she's really down on herself and, like, she's not allowing herself to do it because, like, where she kind of was reared, like, was not about creation. It was about destruction. So, she's like, I'll never be able to do that. And, like, creation magic is supposed to be one of the easiest things a person can do if they're doing magic. Mm -hmm. So, inevitably, like, like, she ends up making it work and then, like, um, what's his name? Which I can never remember his name. Uh, Belasco shows up who had taken her or whatever and mm. um he shows up and he's just like ah, i've been able to find you because like he like she was he was ugh. she was in the sanctum and so it was protected so he couldn't sense her magic they end up leaving the sanctum to go practice on like an island someplace and that's when he finds her and like he's got strange and like he's gonna kill strange and then like strange totally takes him down because he's just like <laughs> here's the thing he's like i was just want i just wanted to hear how you found her right and now that i know it was just luck all right, all right here we go yeah and like she finds herself unable to fight because she doesn't know what to do, and okay. like there's like this cool moment where like she like almost reverts to a little girl, and like Strange is like, okay, I'm just gonna take you down, to, you know. So they end up fighting, and like she ends up like killing Blasco and all this stuff, and like mm. she like freaks out at him about how like, you know, like he seems like he's so like generous and blah blah blah. Clearly, he wants something. At least when I was like in like limbo, and it was like basically like hell. Like I knew what they wanted from me, right. And um, she's like, "What do you want?" Like, I don't understand. And she's like, "He's like, all right, let's be honest. <laughs> I do have something selfish. He's like, I do think you could be the most po- powerful like sorcerer in the universe. He's like, and I want to retire. Right.
0: And one day, <laughs> I want to do this anymore.
1: And he's like, and I think you have the potential to fill this role.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so she's like, oh, right. And so like at the end of the day, awesome. like she doesn't even become sorcerer supreme. Instead, like they go home. And like, oh, she's right. She almost like her destructive nature is like killing her. And so, like, he takes her someplace where she can, like, let a bunch of it out. And then, like, they go home. And, like, she had a hoodie and it was, like, ruined. Mm -hmm. And he's just, like, that thing was rags anyway. And so what he does is he commissions her her own, like, cloak of levitation. He's, like, it's not as good as mine. (laughs) But, uh. You'll
0: get it one day also. Yeah,
1: it's yours. And he gives that to her. And that's pretty much the end of it. It's just a Dr. Strange story. Right. And I'm just, like. like, could have
0: happened in continuity. It could have
1: happened with any characters. And I'm just, like, dang. Like, this is really good. Like, they, like, Leah Williams really got Strange. And, um, like, you know, just the, like, a caring, compassionate side that can peek through. Also, like, just the right amount of arrogance and, like, humor with it. Yeah. Wong's in it, too. It's very, again, very classic. Everything's right. classic, classic, classic throughout this. He does have a giant axe, which is technically kind of Aaron. Yeah. But, like, costume, 100% classic strange. Cool. So, I just thought it was a really fun what if. I thought it was really well written and just, just cool. Just nice. Fun there you go. Overall.
0: Uh, Jumping into the Super Chats, I want to just address everybody here. Uh, What's it called? Creshen Medicine saying, we're going to get some Daredevil spoiler talk. Did I miss it? No. Uh, No, we are not going to get to them. Uh, I just like to lie in the titles and the covers. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Slash S. Yeah. Uh, Comics and anime, who was more loyal to Psycho? Yes,
1: yes, we are. Yeah, we're saving it to the end. That way we figure anybody who hasn't had a chance to finish the uh, season can, like, bomb in for some off the rack, and then, like, you know, if they gotta head out because they don't want to be spoiled. Exactly. At least that cost some of the show.
0: Yeah. Comics and anime, who was more loyal to Cyclops, Jean or Emma? Uh, I guess Emma, because she, like, went crazy and changed her costume for him. Wolverine. Yeah. What?
1: I think Wolverine's been the most loyal to Cyclops.
0: No, he they never, had a big fight.
1: I know, but he pretty much, he's, he's consistent.
0: Yeah, that's fair. You oh like, well, he's, Scott. Well, he just wants Jean or Emma.
1: Doesn't matter. I'm just saying Scott always, I think, you know, He knows what he's going to get with Wolverine. He should just stick with him. Yeah, well, Wolverine died.
0: (laughs) And Mr. Roboto, uh, how do we submit what if stories to Marvel? The best way to do that is to write a best-selling comic book or a best-selling novel uh, or make a movie. Marvel will then approach you and offer you an opportunity to write. You will have a a number of pitches that uh, they will reject. You'll have to have at least a dozen pitches. Make sure that at least the 11th or 12th one is a really, really good what if book. Then you will get to submit your story to what if uh, to Marvel that's a that's a down and dirty real answer for you right uh, Sam Anderson what is a what is is this what if more of a why not that's a fair point uh, right. yeah because it basically is just like a can can I just write this
1: <laughs> yeah except like the, only, the part the only part that's truly what if is if magic hadn't stuck around with the Men.
0: She could bail at any time.
1: I know. But I mean, like, out of the gate. Because but Because that way she...
0: She actually, like, can grow as a as sorcerer. As a
1: sorcerer. And I mean, not that she doesn't, but, like, it's less X-Men training and more, like, sorcerer training with the Sorcerer Supreme. So, like, that kind of is where it, you know, yeah changes and diverts.
0: Uh, Jesse Sweet, Tiffany, did you read Hexwives?
1: Not yet, but it's on my list.
0: Uh, jumping into DC <laughs> again for my final review this week... Uh, whoops, that's us. That's us! That's us, whoa! whoa. Uh We have to talk about this book, uh, Heroes in Crisis, number two. I didn't
1: get a chance to read this. Oh, book.
0: you missed out on a lot. Um, really? Yeah. I, uh, I can
1: never tell when you're sarcastic. So I, mean, I can't always this tell. This
0: book is, saying. is uh, it's interesting because uh, it... There are, of course, like, there's the story, which is, like, the murder mystery part. And Uh then there's, like, a nine-panel grid that that Tom King loves and uses to the point where it's going to be retired because no one's going to be allowed to use it properly anymore. Uh, Where the superhero in question, like, we we get, like, a little, like, profile. You know, like, the first issue, we got all these, like, D-list characters. Yeah, it's the recordings. recordings. The recordings. That that are
1: supposedly deleted. Yes,
0: but then they die uh, on the first issue. uh, So we don't have to worry about that anymore. This one, we get, like, the recordings of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And what they're stressed out about. Okay. Uh, We get, it's fun because actually there's a great like preview of this issue in which Batman is being like, his spine is being broken by Bane. And it's like subject number 875 or something. You know, it's like, this is a reason why Batman would need something like Sanctuary because like he had his his spine shattered. Right. In the interview, it's more that like, I have trained partners and all of them have died. And I keep failing and I'm freaking out.
1: It's kind of a disconnect between total disconnect and, and has nothing I mean, like, to do with it. I mean, to be fair though, that is a that is a legitimate thing that he would be concerned about. But wouldn't you show instead, like the, like Jason Todd's...
0: right? Like that the, the iconic image of him holding the dead body of Robin. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but no, uh, let's let's focus on that. Superman uh, has a uh, thing where he's like, I don't know who I am half the time. Am I Superman or am I Clark Kent? So Tom King fundamentally doesn't understand who Clark Kent and Superman is, and Wonder Woman. One time, uh, snuck out of her bedroom as a child and watched Hippolyta, like, getting surgery or something from a big battle, and she, like, her, her mom was, like, crying and screaming and she, like, didn't talk about it and didn't talk to her about it. And then said, like, therapy's for losers and then left. Uh, also, Harley Quinn can beat up Batman, Superman, and one Woman and get away with them. And get away from them. Also, they killed Poison Ivy off camera. Yep, Poison Ivy's dead. You enjoying this book so far? Yeah, she has a uh, she opens the book with like a little like therapy session and uh, Harley like made her go and then she like died. And we don't see her die, we don't see how she dies, we just see that she dies and uh, Harley escapes from the Trinity and then like throws a rose off of a bridge like in Spider-Man Blue, but it's Harley and Ivy. It's it's, it's just a mess. It's also like completely disconnected from like the the the, the therapy pages don't have any narrative Relation to what's happening in the action, so it's it's just a mess. Like you can tell, like King wrote one thing, and Dio and the rest of them like made them write another thing, and it's just mashed together. It's just a big stupid mess. And it will be like, here's the thing: it's selling great, and uh, so it'll be fine, and people are really gonna enjoy it because like people love Tom King, and they you know he's 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 an award-winning author who everyone enjoys, and no one doesn't like Tom King's art and writing. I should say writing, but I mean art in terms of his, you know, his ability to write. So that's it. That's the book. Uh, Oh, and uh, Harley keeps, like, trying to blame Booster Gold for killing everybody, and uh, uh, we get a cool scene with Barry. Uh, Barry Allen finds out that Booster Gold killed Wally West, because Wally West is dead, and even though we have two Wally Wests, one of whom was created for the New 52 and one of whom everybody was asking for, and then they hinged the return of Rebirth, or the, the, the whole success of Rebirth on the return of Wally West. They killed him off-panel, so that's cool. Um, so it's just, a, it's just a big mess. If you love DC, if you love DC Rebirth, uh, get, get ready to jump off DC, because this book is going to do everything that you don't want, it to ha- want to happen. So there you have it. Um, that's the book. It's just a big, fat mess. I can't, like, I'm sorry. You know, like, I can't, like, sugarcoat it. It's just it's just a really stupid story. I feel uh, like
1: I have to go talk to the Sanctuary Robot right now. Right? <laughs> it,
0: it's just so stupid. Uh, the art is great, but that's not enough. Also, all the girls have same face. Well,
1: yeah.
0: uh, And those are all the books I uh, want to talk about this week.
1: I have one or two So let's
0: do those but before we do that let's jump into the super chat. Yeah, why not? Lemon piece, uh have you been checking out the Hanna-Barbera crossovers?
1: No, I think they're really stupid. <laughs> no, but I did see I did I was like Green Lantern and Huckleberry Hound, I think it is. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. i didn't I, read
1: it though, but I did I do know that they are there.
0: Yeah. I read uh, the I like some Luther of the
1: first ones that they came out mm-hmm. with.
0: Tom King's uh did a great job <laughs> with, uh, I'm just with saying, Batman like, and Elmer fun.
1: I enjoyed some of them um I like that. I weird. It's just so not a good book, and I, I know that. But like the Jonah Hex or somebody Sam one, ridiculous. Yeah. So like I enjoyed when they first came out. I didn't actually anticipate them doing another set so soon.
0: No. So soon. Yeah. Well, it, it must have sold great. Um. But yes. Porky anyway. Pig Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh, I read that one. But no, uh, no, I, I don't like that idea. I don't want to read it. Uh, also, will we ever see a John Stewart solo book? That's so no. funny.
1: We literally <laughs> were just talking about that. Yeah, you'll never before see this it. The stream started because like. Uh, we're talking about something that we'll be talking about later on, but yep. just the new Green Lantern coming out. And I was asking Sal, I was like, oh, which one is it? And he's like, Hal, I'm like, why is it never John?
0: Yeah, because Hal's it's the never, Green Lantern that everybody John. wants to write about. So uh, that
1: is too funny that you brought that up.
0: Yeah, not a core, an actual solo, it's been 20 years. I
1: agree. I like John Stewart, too. Like, he's, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: Silvery um, Cricket, in Greek myth, a golden arrow is often associated with Cupid. Did... Fun facts with Silvery Cricket. Thank you very much, man. Uh, and Mr. Roboto, Dr. Strange is the ancient one. Why is he not finding and getting apprentices who would know at, Who would be that magic user for a future book?
1: They would have to transition Dr. Strange to becoming the ancient one, which he hasn't yet t- I mean he could have inevitably filled that role, but it would be one of those things that would be like way down the line. that would be like a like twenty ninety nine version of Strange where he became like the ancient one. He'd probably be a computer or something like that,
0: or Tony Stark,
1: yeah, no, but you know what I mean like. Yeah. That is where he would end up taking on an, uh, an apprentice. Yeah. Like he would have to give up the mantle of sorcerer supreme, and then and then move on to just pure enlightenment.
0: Yeah. Which and... I, it's
1: like hard for him, I think,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> because ego. Yeah, you need to let go.
1: Yeah. Um. So.
0: So there. Yeah. Uh. What else we got? Oh,
1: the golden arrow that hit Wonder Woman in her in her confession. Oh yeah. I didn't I didn't read it, so I don't know what, what you guys.
0: Well. That happened in the book.
1: She got hit with a golden arrow.
0: Uh, I think Apollo did, but in any event,
1: maybe it's like maybe it, it's like the Men in Black version of the neuralizer for Greeks,
0: right? Yeah, but it's love instead. I don't know. All right. In well, any event.
1: anyway, <clears throat> oh me, yeah, hi. You're up. <laughs> I'm totally with it. I only took a little cold medicine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, before I, I mentioned the big thing, I want to talk about. I do want to mention Doom Patrol came out.
0: Yeah. It was fine. Oh, You've loved every issue of this series. I really
1: have, and I think it's just because it's been too long, and this was tied into an event that happened a while ago. It was tied into Milk Wars. It took place oh, before. Oh, the lowest
0: selling DC event of all time.
1: It took place before, and it took place after, and, um... Yeesh. It's just a shame, because I, this book was supposed to come out sooner, and, like, listen, I know Gerard Way is very busy, um... I, yeah, Doom Patrols not even running really in it. It's just the ancillary characters he created. It's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting story, um,
0: but it's not a Doom Patrol story. It's not
1: a really Doom Patrol story. So if you didn't pick this one up, I don't
0: blame you're probably you. okay. Yeah, probably okay. Fair um,
1: But then the big thing came out. Oh this yeah, week. guys. Which is bad egg came out
0: this week? Yay! Which is bad egg? Not it's a sequel.
1: Not a sequel. It's not a sequel, everybody. Anyone who thinks it's a sequel, you're incorrect. It's not a sequel. It is a one-shot, um, essentially world-building style story um, that takes place with a character that um, we've never met before, never met unless you read the image plus pages, in which you were like intimately familiar with some of the story. Yeah. Um, but um, essentially, it takes place uh, between a uh, little boy, his mom. Who is a uh, witch hunter, mm-hmm. essentially? Uh, to, to just use layman terms here, uh, she uh, specializes in finding um, like baby witches. Like, uh-huh. There's a whole like system to how witch burrows are formed, right. And um, her like bloodline, or at least she does. She specializes in this in particular. Um, They're part of the Irons. Remember the Irons? Yes, I do. Tying it all in. Mm -hmm. Um, But we got a, a lot more in terms of lore of the witches, some of the rules behind the witches, and the world that, like, that they exist in Mm -hmm. and like how the whole like interaction with their followers kind of happens Uh. so that's kind of cool and like just honestly the the fact of how these burrows crop up i'm Mm -hmm. like that's neat i like the idea of having like some of the rules in place because that's always an issue when you're talking about magic yes not having rules in place this definitely succeeds in that um and it is it's funny because it's about really it's about a little boy and his mom very Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, about uh, he and his friend, in a sense, which is funny because if you read up some of the like the notes from Snyder in the back of the first Witch's volume, he talks about growing up with a friend of his and how they used to hang out in the woods yes. and, and all that stuff. So I always felt, I, I feel like this is kind of a nod to that. And of course, those two characters I don't think necessarily portray no. Snyder and his friend, but I think he was like, you know, I'm going to talk, uh, tell a story about two little boys, in a way. Right. Um, I don't want to spoil anything that happens in it, if you haven't had a chance to read it, because I know I definitely saw a comment in there that someone said they hadn't read it yet, so I definitely so don't, don't want to yeah. get into spoilers. Because you get it, because it's really you cool. You definitely should get it. It is a longer book, of course, um, so it does warrant a, a larger price tag, but I think it's worth it. There's a lot of backup stuff in the back. Yeah. Notes, um, you know, uninked pages, jocks art is a delight, of course, as always. Yep. And um, next year,
0: yeah, one year from, from Halloween.
1: From when it came out, we'll see the sequel, hopefully.
0: At least that's what, uh, that's the indication we got in the Scott Snyder interview that we conducted on our sister show, The you Elseworlds did. Exchange, yeah. which you can find here on this channel. Check it out, because uh, yeah. Scott Snyder was a real treat, and he really delved into a little yeah. bit so of, uh, of that Definitely go check process. that out,
1: because, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into some recommendations before we jump into Daredevil, yeah. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I recommend this book because, like, why the hell not? Check it out. Uh, Green Lantern number one from Grant Morrison is coming out next week. Uh, Grant Morrison wanted to do a Green Lantern book. It is all about space copery and like <laughs> the, the the ridiculousness that comes into it.
1: Space cop.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's got art by Liam Sharp. Uh, Snyder said he read it, and he loved it, uh, and seeing it is more crazy than reading it, so definitely pick it up.
1: Hey, and this gives us an opportunity for another book to be on back issues, where, uh, maybe your Grant Morrison impression will crop up.
0: Maybe. Who knows? Uh, more than likely. Usually if I have to talk (laughs) about him, that's the case. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, oops. (laughs) (laughs) Adventure of the Super Sons number four comes out, uh, out of twelve. It's the only series that, like, will highlight the John Kent you like and remember, because when he comes back in the Bendis run, uh, he will not be as you remember him. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, this will be the last time you'll get not only John you like, but also basically Peter J. Tomasi's version of John. The
1: cover's kind of fun. It
0: is very fun. Also, uh, Damien... I was going
1: to say, it's, like, weirdly, like, Scooby-Doo-ish.
0: Yes. Uh, Damien's a monster now, so... And I don't mean, like, a physical, like, beast. I just mean, like, he's a psychological terror and, oh. a, and a creepo. <laughs> I legitimately so,
1: thought he was a monster. Yeah. I was like, oh. So, again,
0: like, this is the only series you're okay. going to get where you might like Damien anymore. Right. Um, man. Uh, Aquaman has a mega event that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, the Drowned Earth. Uh, Justice League number 11 comes out. Check it out. It's part two of Drowned Earth. Uh, it is a cool series I enjoyed the last chapter. Okay, and uh, it's a neat idea. It's just you know like elder space ocean gods come to Earth and they're like this is mine, and they flood the Earth and turn everyone into fish monsters. That way, everyone doesn't die when they flood the Earth. Uh, and Aquaman's powers are stripped from him and given to Black Manta because f you. Okay, and so you know it's just like it's just cool stuff. Uh, Wonder Woman gets some cool armor. Otherwise, it's also a cool... Uh, it's a neat idea. And I like what they're doing with these kinds of events because they organically mesh into each other. It's not... It's like what they did with the Witching Hour. where yeah. It's like it goes from one to the other. You, it reminds me very much of like when Marvel used to do the annuals okay. as an event, um, but also how they kind of used to do it. Right. right and right. I, I think it works. If it doesn't work now, it'll work in the trade.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So, check it out. Uh, also, coming from uh, Marvel... This is a series that fu- that is coming to an end.
1: That cover is a it's a low blow, guys.
0: Yeah, Death of Inhumans number five comes out. I've loved the series. I'm going to continue to love this ending. I have no doubt about it. Check it out. It's just it's just so good. Uh, I can't wait to read the rest of it. Check it out. Nice. Um, I am so so excited to talk about this book. Uh, <laughs> Marvel Knights number one comes out next week. This is a the twentieth anniversary of Marvel Knights number of Marvel Knight's debut. Uh, Donny Cates said that he kind of got into Marvel from Marvel Knights like okay. so many of us. Marvel Knights represents everything good that you remember about Marvel, everything that you like about Marvel uh all like the innovation and and like high quality talent and interconnectivity that Marvel like displayed when Marvel started to like not just make a name for itself but more win the hearts and minds of the public and of the culture. Right. This is a, like, there's a love letter to it. Uh, it's written by an unweary writer, despite the fact that Donny Cates writes pretty much every other book at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but likes if it was written by Joe Quesada, or if they brought in Bill Jemis, or if they asked Bendis, or if they got anybody from the old Marvel guard, uh, Mark Miller, these people are tired and weary and they would not have done it justice. Those are people who were young and excited to do something new and innovative back 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. The only thing you could do to do the, the, the Marvel Knights brand justice is give it to someone who's hungry and interested and talented and has something to say. <clears throat> uh, we are going to see Matt Murdoch, Frank Castle, uh, all the Marvel Knights characters that you love and enjoy uh, working together, crossing over. And I'm hopefully Uh, because it's a six issue series, we're going to see a lot of, like, great, I don't know, uh, examples of what it means to be, like, a street level Marvel character. Okay. So I'm, I'm digging this, uh, this idea. Uh, if nothing else, go out and find the old Marvel Knights series, because, like, even if they're not good, they're at least original and interesting. Um, Fantastic Four is a Marvel Knights book. Yeah. Uh, you know, check it out. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff way better, like Punisher Marvel Knights and Daredevil's Marvel Knights. And uh, it's just, even the Spider Man Marvel Knights book is crazy. Uh, so check those out because it's so good. Uh, and check this out because, like, I want them to succeed yeah. on this idea. I want them to bring back what I like.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: Uh, jumping into the super chats before we get into your recommendations okay Christian uh, Medicine <laughs> says what's a good X-Men event slash run post 2000 you can recommend not including House of M and all the other stuff uh, Astonishing X-Men by Joss Whedon just pick it up it's like 10 volumes it's great and fun uh, it's also got John Cassidy art so it's just terrific nice uh, read that and it'll <clears> be like oh X-Men yay How, what happens after that <clears throat> also read uh, New X-Men by Grant Morrison you'll enjoy it okay and Mr. Roboto who would write the Marvel magic line best
1: well, mate no I'm kidding um I'm kidding uh, I like Jason Aaron doing magic I think he, he's well suited to that and I think that's where his strengths are whether it be as guardian style magic mm-hmm. or dr Strange I think he uh, does well doing deep dives with their lore that's already established but also Pulling in new ideas for it, I I, I just think that it's right. kind he of where gets he it. should be.
0: Yeah, that's but I his know wheelhouse. they
1: want him. Like, I think I think he wants to do other things, and they want to put him on other things. And I just I, I don't think
0: know. they think they need him where he is. <clears throat> yeah,
1: you know what I mean, yeah, no, I
0: know. So they're like, uh. so uh,
1: I'm just saying, like, I I for me, my money has been on Aaron. Yeah, um, although Tining might be good based on Justice League Dark, bring him over there. Right? Why It'll not? Be kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That's Could fair. be kind of fun. <laughs> So, uh, what oh, are we recommending? Oh, um, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good still. Uh, The Dreaming Number 3 comes out this week, uh, just continuing what's going on there. I'm the most excited, honestly, just to see why Daniel Hall quit. I know they're never going to bring Morpheus back.
0: No. It's
1: okay. I miss him so much. Um, so, you know, if you've been reading it, might as well keep going.
0: Right? Yeah, I hear you.
1: Um, and then just a, a random kind of recommendation. I know there's a lot of love for Chew um, within like comic book readers. Um, yep. One of the co-creators of Chew is coming out with a space horror book called Outer Darkness. So I just wanted to put that on your radar if you hadn't been aware of it. Uh, so you can check that out this coming week. Cool. And then also for you Constantine fans, uh, John Constantine Hellblazer is going to be having a 30th uh, hardcover anniversary book coming out. So if you want to support your favorite English sarcastic spellcaster, go ahead and do so.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Show him <them> some love.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. So those are the books that came out this week that we think you should check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's jump into Daredevil a little bit. Daredevil season three uh, came and went. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's still out on Netflix. You can check it out. Uh, we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 13 episodes. And it comes... In a Weird Place, I was loving it, and then they announced that Iron Fist was cancelled. Then they announced that Luke Cage was cancelled. Yeah. And we had a big episode, actually, of Off the Record where we talked about the future of Marvel Netflix. So we'll try to keep that on the, on the down low. Yeah, you can check yeah, that yeah. whole episode out. Uh, but what did you think overall of Daredevil Season 3?
1: Okay, so in terms of... Because it's really hard to separate... My knowledge of like these, like of where it's going, these and... possible, events, like these cancellations, and like like you don't know what's coming next. Honestly, from like my feelings about this this season, um, you know, it's funny is like initially, like I didn't know what to expect from the season, and like I honestly, I think I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think it was a slower burn than I think a lot of people were hoping for, considering it's so. season three.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but I think it got back to a lot of the ideals of some of the early episodes of the first season. In fact. Like, pretty 100% on that one, because when I started playing it, my Netflix, when I opened up my account, because you would watch the first episode, I had fallen asleep. I was exhausted. Um, And I was like, just watch it, it'll be fine. And I caught up on it the next day, but I went through my Netflix account, and when I did, it was like, it started playing, it was playing the first season, and I was like, I've seen this before, what the hell's happening? And I was like, oh wait, hang on, and I put it to season three, episode one, and a lot of what was being said and done and shown in that first episode was stuff that was, like, an echo of the first episode from the first season I was mm. like that's cool thank you for like like kind of setting the like world that like we're going to be entering into again
0: yeah we we like we did this thing over in season two yeah we introduced Punisher we we, we really pushed with the hand mm-hmm. um you know we really kind of played up a little like magic a little bit uh yes. so we're gonna get back to our roots and talk more about like things that make Daredevil Daredevil even though and, and also, you know, like it or hated, people really found Daredevil season two to be uh, a slog. People didn't like it very much. Uh, I, whenever I talk to anybody about Daredevil, they're like, "Yeah, season one and three are awesome," and I'm like, "I love season two. Uh, the debut of Castle. I like Daredevil versus the Hand because that's in the, it's from the comics directly. Yeah. I love Elodie Young's version of Electra. Um, I like the cameo from D'Onofrio as the Kingpin. There's a lot to love about season two. Yeah. Um." But I get if you, if you have enough of, like, especially after Defenders, like, I've had enough of ninjas, though. Yeah. Like, let's let's not do that anymore. Yeah. Or if you're gonna do it, make it a joke. You know, but, like, move on from these freaking ninjas. And I'm so thankful to say, season three, no ninjas.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. I I think, um, it's funny, because, like, we're kind of used to, like shows in general being like here's episode or here's season one, here's season two, and like season two is not going to be the exact same story, but it's going to be something similar to what you saw in the first one. Mm-hmm. And this one, like, is this, gonna sound, I, I, this is going to sound, I'm this is like a reference that like two people are going to understand. But like this, this these three seasons of Daredevil pulled a full on Silent Hill on us. Mm. Season one and season three are pretty much like yeah, they're like one after of the other, up. Mm-hmm. and then
0: like season two was almost a standalone season. Right. Yeah. In fact, season one. Daredevil has, like, the the black cloth costume. Yep. Season three, he goes back to the black cloth costume. Now, they narratively make it make sense. Yep. uh, Which is that Kingpin, Strong Arms, uh, uh, God, what the hell's his name? Um, Well, anyway, the guy, the costume maker, into making a Daredevil costume. Yeah, Gladiator, into making a Daredevil costume for him, for his new project. Mm -hmm. They introduce uh, Bullseye. Uh, Man. Okay, so, Wilson Bethel plays bullseye yeah uh he does a great job
1: very different take yeah very very different take Mm -hmm. um never actually call him that and um no i
0: no they never say it never
1: never 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 say it um but really like interesting Mm -hmm. version of that especially in the like overall like theming of this season which for me the theming was guilt Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, the whole damn thing is all about guilt. Yeah. Such that every character is something that they have to feel guilty about.
1: Yes, and like, I thought that was kind of interesting because it's it's very in-your-face and it's very there, but they never talk about it outright, necessarily. Occasionally, yeah. sure, with Matt and the Catholic Church and all that, it might, yeah, it, it might come up.
0: They will say the word guilt. Yeah, it might come up,
1: but like for everybody else, it's just an ever-present part of their lives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, it's funny because it's not like anyone's... It's not like anyone's just like oh you got to go. get over like you know like you have to forgive yourself or you have to like live with it but mm-hmm. like I don't know like everybody like deals with it in, in their own way yeah, and exactly. I thought that was kind of a cool examination of the concept especially because Daredevil being a Catholic especially in the comics like mm-hmm. guilt's kind of a big part of that
0: <laughs> yes exactly in a
1: sense mm-hmm. um. So, like, I thought that was kind of cool to bring him back to that, even for Wilson Fisk having a little bit yeah, of right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just thought, I thought that was a really cool, like, underlining, like, thread that carried through every plot point
0: yeah. in this. There was a really cool sequence <laughs> in this show in which Bullseye, I think, exemplifies the character, and it is when he puts on this sequin-long trench coat and he takes off his snow cap during the summer and he has this tattoo of a bullseye in his forehead. And then he licks the tip of his finger and he yeah. taps the middle of it and says his known name. Right. I don't think then he breaks a stained glass window and he catches all the pieces and he throws them all yeah, I think at Daredevil. Was, that's and Daredevil nice. is like a Spider-Man-esque sequence where he like poorly CGs his way out of the way. Yeah. It was really incredible. The, that, it was um, an odd choice to make him Irish, but I think well, it really works for the well,
1: movie. That's just, that wasn't the show. That was what? That wasn't the show.
0: That wasn't the show? That wasn't the show. What did I see?
1: Uh, you saw something else.
0: Oh interesting I, Wow,
1: I think you saw a certain movie
0: Oh I see Yeah, yeah. No you know what I'm thinking of I'm trying, I'm thinking of The Phantom starring Billy Zane That's yeah,
1: not what you're thinking of either uh,
0: That <laughs> was amazing how great Bullseye was There's a great moment in the movie, in the show in which Bullseye <laughs> is fighting against Daredevil in uh, Karen Page's The Bulletin which should be the Daily Bugle and it's an yeah. an isn't, Screw you Bulletin Close Where's the Daily Bugle D- Give me the Bugle I like the I like uh I I love Karen Page's boss. I think he's fantastic. He's I'm so awesome. glad he he is he has gone through some like some shit and he yes. has really grown as a character. That's uh, Jeffrey Cantor's character. He's so good, uh, Ellison. Yes, I'm so good. He's Great. I want him to go work for the friggin' Bugle so bad.
1: I know. Just I know. close the bullet. Yeah.
0: Do it, especially if they cancel the show and they move it into the movies. Do it. He'd be a great right
1: hand man.
0: He'd be the. To he'd be a, yeah. He'd be a great like. It's Jonah. It's Robbie. And it's Ellison. Yeah. Please do it. But Bullseye is using office equipment to shoot to, to hit Daredevil. Yeah. And it's straight up Bullseye from the comics, and you're like, is this what Bullseye normally
1: does? Yeah, I really was like that. I was like, because <laughs> I am like vaguely familiar with Bullseye. Right. Like I, I'm aware. You don't fam, see Bullseye too much. I know his, his 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 history with Elektra. Yes. I I got all that. But I'm not used to seeing him. Just I'm like,
0: really He's whipping Who staplers. A
1: stapler. Like, yeah. Well, it a, Bullseye does. Is it a swing line? <laughs> <'Cause>,
0: <laughs> but does he mean, does, it and it kicked ass. It and did. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. If I, even if he doesn't put on the eight ball esque outfit. Yeah. Which by the way, like, I think Bullseye is one of the best outfits in supervillain history because if you inverted the colors, or even if you just gave him a different origin. Bullseye, this costume is basically a superhero costume. Like, like it's so classic and original. Yeah. Like I love Bullseye's costume. I think it could have translated. I'm glad they didn't. I'm I'm almost glad they didn't do it. Right. But I'm also a little sad they didn't. Like the fact that when we saw Daredevil fighting Bullseye and Bullseye's wearing Daredevil's real suit and Daredevil's wearing his black ninja suit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they should flip costumes. Like Daredevil's Matt is basically wearing a Bullseye costume. Right,
1: right, right. Because black and white. Yeah.
0: Why do they do that? They didn't do it, but it was still cool.
1: Right, right. Um, There's something you pointed out, and just in terms of talking about costumes, real quick um, Daredevil, partway through this um, season, realizes that he's not strong enough to take down Bullseye, goes to Fogwell's Gym. Great. Thumbs up for that. So awesome. So incredible. Um, you know, he has, of course, the voice in his head this whole time.
0: Oh, of the kingpin? Of the
1: kingpin being there. When I was a boy. Occasionally his father shows up too. That was great. Kind of cool. Really like those sort of like, um, like visualizations of your own internal conversations that yes. you're having.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: but he starts getting these ropes out, the, 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 these moitai ropes. Yes. And he puts them on and all of a sudden you're like, that's like very evocative of Frank Miller's. Like the Daredevil, and I was yeah. like, "That's really cool to like take that and like try to make that a, a true visualization and give a reason yes. for why that could exist." Exactly. Like, that's neat, and it almost, in a weird way, the longer he wore them, made it more like the black like clothes because he's almost wearing clothes,
0: right? Like, it, you know it's right? basically just, yeah, like me get one a, a black sweatshirt.
1: Put a hat on. You're just you're just yeah. Now a you're just a, just a regular guy. Um, but when he puts those on, it makes it more of a costume. Right. And I'm like, that's that's really, that's a, this is a good call. Like, the more he gets into being Daredevil for the right reasons.
0: Yeah, the more he actually starts to put on a superhero type yeah. costume. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody does a great job in this show. There's nobody that was, I was like, get out of here. They even did something cool with Nadim.
1: Yeah, because at the like, gate, we were no. just like,
0: like, okay. I don't like you. Like, I get it, Nadim. You're a go-getter. Yeah, you're gonna get yours, and by yeah. the time that it happens, I'm like, oh. yeah, he
1: gets dragged through the mud 100%, yeah. totally dragged through the mud. Um, but I, you know what, like ne- I, seeing it in the aftermath, like and uh, being able to look back on it, like, yeah, that character arc, everything he did was 100%, and he had to do those things, right? And again, that whole guilt factor plays in over time as he's making his choices, <sighs> yes,
0: exactly. Um jumping in the super chats really quick sure. just to, because I don't want to end the show before we talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh BM Gray, did you do you think that Spider Man and the MCU would ever sort of disregard the Netflix shows by having the bugle appear and having Ben Yurick work there? That's my biggest fear is them doing that. Yeah, um, because once Ben Urich shows up, that is the official like last nail in the coffin for the Netflix series being in the MCU in any yeah. way. Um, The fact that they cast the lady who plays Black Mariah as the lady whose son is killed in Civil War uh, during Age of Ultron... Was my way of being like, oh, they don't give a shit.
1: Right, but I mean, luckily, like, she portrays such a different individual. I mean, like, yes, it is the same actress. Literally the same actress. And the
0: show was coming on at the same time. I know, that I movie know. It's out. the
1: same actress, but, like, she does, I think, do a, a decent job of portraying two different individuals. Black Mariah is
0: not that lady. It's no. not like she was, like, undercover as a. No, believed, no. You know, I, but I think it's mother. also,
1: like, the average movie going audience doesn't even know. No, no and one's and gonna I, get I, them
0: confused. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, that was a clear, and like, that was a clear acknowledgement of, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pricey Yeti 420, do you guys, uh, you guys catch the Peter versus, the Parker versus Morales Westing poster? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, I remember seeing um, some, <clears throat> like, spoiler bullshit in my, like, news feeds well before the show would have been finished by any reasonable adult, and uh, it said, like, Spider-Man cameo at the end of Daredevil, and I'm like, yay, and it's just a joke about names. Fine. Uh, it's cool. It was it a fun is, little fun little thing. I thought that was cool. It was, it was. But at the same time, not a cameo. Yeah. Just, a, just a joke. Just a, you know who could have signed off on that? Nobody. Right. That could have just been a prop department being like, oh, you yeah. need a poster? Here you go. Right. It could have been Miller versus Bendis and it would have been still fun. Right. But like, that's as... Important <laughs> as it, as it was. All
1: okay, right, let's talk about some other characters. Yes, uh, Karen Page. Karen
0: Page redeems herself in she, in my eyes a little she bit. She does
1: because like every decision she makes in this series so far, I'm just like, oh my god, just die. Yeah, it's
0: always the worst <laughs> choice. <laughs> when are you gonna die? And I'm like, bullseyes in the show. Karen Page will die in this show. Here we go, Karen. Justice for Ben. You're gonna die. Uh, I, I I halfway through the show, I was like, I really dig Karen. Like, I kind of liked how it went on. Yeah, Deborah Ann Wool. Uh, loves playing Karen Page and loves doing this stuff. And seeing her uh, tweets and stuff about the show when it was coming out, I was like, it kind of endeared her to me a little bit, where I'm like, she really seems to like playing this character. She's the only one who showed up for for (laughs) Punisher. Like, it's just... It, no, it was cool.
1: It's true. Like, my issue isn't with the actress. It's just with the character. Like, Oh, yeah, no, just she's just do, a jackass. No, they I... just do such a good job of writing her. Yeah, writing just, her as like, this... I'm like, you're so frustrating. You're a frustrating character. She it is. It drives me crazy. But they all are.
0: And that's one of the things they for are. me, like, they're also frustrating in terms of, like, hey, uh, Matt, Foggy, and Karen haven't been friends since the first three episodes See, of the first season. And
1: I know you have a real problem with that, but, like, I love... Foggy's devotion to Matt because like yes. we've seen I've I've seen Movies and shows try to do this whole thing where it's just like let's let's try to establish that these guys have had a relationship forever and it doesn't always come off if it's not on screen. Right. These guys somehow make me 100% buy in particular Foggy. Yeah. Makes me buy that he's been friends with Matt for a really long time and he's willing to forgive him for everything because he's always going to be there for him. Yes. And like it's something that Matt doesn't quite get based no. on his rearing right. which I think we get an even more peek into that of course mm-hmm. in this season. But like I know that frustrated you because you're like You're like, but like, Foggy. But can we see it? Yes, but like, for me, I'm just like, there's something about the way that he portrays Foggy Nelson that I'm just like, I buy it. I buy that he's like, no, like, I, I, you just, you don't know Matt the way I know him. No,
0: that's true. Uh, and he's just like,
1: and not just the person, the character I'm talking to. I mean, you, Sal, you don't mm-hmm. know him the way I know him. No,
0: that's right. no, <laughs> fair. Uh, no, I dug foggy. Uh foggy has been annoying for the first three seasons, or the first two two seasons, and Daredevil, or and Defenders. Yep, because like, uh, don't be Daredevil. And I'm like, that's the only reason why I'm watching the show. I want him to be Daredevil. If his entire supporting cast knows he's Daredevil and tries actively to keep him from da- being Daredevil, we're basically watching the Incredible Hulk again, and I really, really can't stand Hulk right. shows.
1: Now I don't, I don't. Like, well, it looks
0: like they finally got over it. Yeah, I point. mean, like
1: here's the thing: like I understand. Foggy's motivations for not having him do that. He's like, "Cause you could right, die. Because if, if
0: any of my friends were dared, I'd be. I would. I would be do like, 'Don't do that anymore.'
1: Right? Exactly. And also, like, there's the legal ramifications of it with he's, which he's well. I'm aware culpable. Of. Yeah, like, exactly. So, like, I get that. It's when everyone else is like, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Thank you so much. Um, yes. But yeah, I love Foggy. I think he's. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved him in this. Like all of his turns, getting to meet his family, yeah. kind of understanding where he comes from, mm-hmm. his portion of his guilt of like going on and becoming an attorney as opposed to running the deli. Yeah. And, like, part of his family being, like, super on board for that and some of his family being, like, you shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, being
0: resentful of it. Yeah, and
1: it's just like, come on,
0: everybody. Yep. Get uh, over yourselves. Great send-off for Peter McRobbie, <laughs> a.k.a. Father Lanton.
1: Oh, my God. What a great, like, exploration of his character, too. Because... Yes. Again, don't forget, I accidentally started watching the first episode of the first right. season. Right, so you're He's like, yay, hey, there he is. And then he comes back in this, um, of course, and we get to know a little bit more about him and his role in Matt's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and like his role in keeping a certain secret in yes. Matt's life. Uh,
0: that also introduces Joanne Whaley's version of Sister Maggie, who yes. they drop names uh, of her in the end of Defenders. And I'm like, Yay, they're gonna do Born Again. And they kinda did. A little sure. bit. Little little crack mirror, like alternate version of uh, yeah. inspired by Born Again, but not in any way an adaptation of Born Again. Yes. Um because I was expecting it to be like, okay, so Kingpin finds out he's mad, and then he puts him through the ringer, and he blows up fo- He finds Follow Will's and I'm like, oh, he's gonna blow it up. Like, we're gonna get that scene where he says, like, it was a great, like, piece of work, Kingpin, I and mean, it's a shame you, should, you signed it. Yeah. But we did get the taxi cab in the water, we got a couple of cool visuals. Yes. But, uh...
1: Yes, but the, they didn't do it, uh, no. um, 100%. But
0: but Whaley's portrayal of Sister Maggie, what'd you think?
1: I loved her. She but, I mean, great. like, there, there was part of her that reminded me of my own mom, so, you know... <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that was always like.
1: Yeah, it was really nice. Um mm-hmm. I I liked her like sassy, no nonsense, um tough love. Yes. Um like us like not all of us in the audience, but like some of us in the audience knowing who she is and her um you know, like interaction or her relationship to Matt. Yeah. Um and being able to see like her little like hints of that and for those who didn't know that was coming.
0: Right. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh just real just a lot of great stuff. Uh, all the all the supporting <laughs> characters and cast members did a really wonderful job with. Yeah. What they were given mm-hmm. um I uh I, I love of course seeing uh D'Onofrio playing the Kingpin.
1: I, I was waiting to get to him just because it's like
0: He's so great.
1: He's phenomenal.
0: Yep, he's he's movie caliber. They're all movie caliber, but like uh, Spider-Man 3 had better be Spider-Man vs. the Kingpin. Yeah. Like especially if they end this show, the only like solace, I will get is knowing that they can finally put the kingpin into the, the, the MCU. Yeah. Here's the thing: he's like he can work in that mo- in those movies because he never curses and he's intent. Like, it, it, like
1: uh, right? The yeah. only
0: reason why he shouldn't work in the MCU is because they kill every villain. Yeah. Uh, but no. I don't think they will because they didn't even kill the Vulture. So I think they'll kill this. <laughs> so, uh, so I think they'll keep him, and I would love to see him there. He
1: was but like he does such a good job. He the was show. such a like.
0: Just, visual, it, it, just an acting treat.
1: Yes, but it was also, like, it was an incredible slow burn. Yes. Because, like, we had kind of seen him get his, like, roll on in the first. But, like, he was also kind of under the thumb of the hand. Right. <laughs>
0: That's why they call it that.
1: Tons. Um But um, in this, it was like, he seemed diminished initially. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as we go through, we realize just how not true that that is. Mm-hmm. But, like... Just how deep his machinations go, and I mean, right. like, yeah, I that mean, was a really... get to use that word because I'm talking about the kingpin. Like, yeah, ah,
0: yeah, like, no, that was that was a, and that's kind of like a new development for that kingpin. Mm-hmm. We d- like we never really in the show directly established the fact that he is like a a, a genius. Yeah, who is always ten steps ahead. Yeah, and they act like he's always been like that, but it works in a great like sidestep way where it's like. No, we can retcon in that he's always been this like brilliant. Sure. And it works to like a frightening degree.
1: Yeah, it's like great. It was utterly incredible. Um like it like the way they wrote him and the way D'Onofrio pulls it off. Mm-hmm. I truly was looking for him to be torn down. Like, I was right on board with Matt oh, yeah. every step of the way. I was yep. just like, no, you gotta take him down. Like, it's fine. Just yeah. do it. I'm totally on board with you. I don't even care about the idea of like future stories you could tell with the kingpin. I'm just so <laughs> invested right now in his destruction. Yeah. Because he is just such a virus.
0: Right, exactly. Uh by the way really quick um oh, sure. <laughs> The Red Samurai uh what did you think about the parallel with Nadim and Madmirok's father with the phone call thought it was a great moment Yeah it was nice Uh it was great that like Nadim gets a, gets justice and redemption and uh yeah I could see the parallel between Nadim like doing sacrifices this, as as his, as Matt's father did So yeah I get it uh, comic goblin.
1: Well, not just that, but like the phone call. I think he's talking about the one where he's in the gym. And he's on the. Oh on yeah, the when phone. he calls,
0: him. yeah, yeah, yeah and it's just
1: like you're gonna, they're going you're gonna think that like I'm, I'm, like, a, I'm a bad guy. Yeah, but like I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. Right? Like, I was like, that's yeah, that's brilliant. very and much I, his father. And I think again, like it's a like really clever way uh to get matt's head out of his ass sometimes that yes. like it's not just him, right. it's like... not all about
0: you matt <laughs> exactly which is easy for Matt to put right and him. also
1: like i i think it helped to to like for him to better understand nadim and like that like he is a, a good person right also
0: hearing him say it no like he knows he's telling the truth
1: right so right and really also cool. to like give matt the opportunity like to allow for the potential for
0: forgiveness yeah uh, comic Goblin honestly felt Foggy was the best character in this great season because of the villains.
1: Mm-hmm. Never
0: felt he had a crazy moments like some of the others. Amazing season.
1: Yeah, no, like Foggy's moments, I think were like a little quieter, mm-hmm. but they still had a lot of strength behind them. Yeah. like the decisions he makes, he steps up to be a hero in his own way, mm-hmm. um, and he really comes into his own. Like. Like, and they do a really good job, as you pointed out, visually with him, where like he's wearing the expensive suits and they mention those and then inevitably he gets back into his classic like foggy I'm a poor attorney yes. like outfit. And yeah, his like, That's dumpy, or, like, really fun.
0: Right. Um and finally Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Uh he's so great.
1: He's he's incredible. Yep.
0: He's, he's just terrific.
1: Absolutely incredible. Um yeah, I mean, I was. Were you done know, talking about the kingpin?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no, we, can, oh, we can keep talking about uh, the. I was not was quite done kingpin. with that.
1: Um, only because like we have an opportunity to see him um, have a one like one on one with Karen Page.
0: Yes, that was a great sequence. It's
1: just and like you know, it's. I can imagine him intimidating. It must be. To do a scene with D'Onofrio because he gets so into this role. You,
0: you, you I, I, feel like she probably would have expected to be beaten to death, like as an actress, because <laughs> he's so intense. Like, I would love to meet him, but I'd also be like afraid of him desperately, <laughs> like because yeah, he's 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 just big. He's larger than life,
1: right? But like, uh, we had the opportunity for like she. I think she certainly held her own in that sequence. Um, they like get they go toe to toe on yeah. that, and uh, certainly she gets uh, a pretty low blow on him that, like, I love that D'Onofrio just doesn't seem coming, or, like, yeah. I mean, King Kinn doesn't seem coming, and D'Onofrio delivers that to us 100%. Exactly. Just, uh just absolutely, absolutely loved Onofrio. Um, Of course, his obsession with Vanessa. I desperately hoped that Vanessa was not going to be able to come back yeah. just to hurt him. Yeah. Because I just wanted that so badly. I was like, oh, maybe she's dead and nobody will tell him. And, oh, that'll really get him. That'll really get him. Or I like, just want to see him hurt. Or, like, she'll land and then immediately she'll get arrested. Ooh. And I was like, anything, any way. That, stick it like, to yeah, him. Yeah. I was like, I wanted that so badly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I loved seeing his, like, re-rise to power that was always there. Mm-hmm. We get him in the white suit. We don't get the purple ascot, but we do No, get we don't the white get the ascot, suit. but we do get the suit. We I'll take it. We get the suit it. the whole time. And then and a little, like,
0: rose lapel. That was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. The whole thing, Um, he's just phenomenal. The yep. way he, um, the Kingpin is written to control the room, the way D'Onofrio controls the room, yep. the way it's, like, this, like... N- he has such a physical power to him, but most of the time the power that he he's exerting is not that right. We do see that though, certainly, in particular in the car mm hmm with the plastic oh, ad- the, or with, with the a jacket, yeah,
0: give me your jacket <laughs> what
1: <laughs> um it's amazing it is it's spectacular um it's just Difrio just really knows how to command that whole thing yep. and, and and just ruin people's lives, right, like the way he ruins um uh dex's, yeah. Just completely destroys him. I mean, like yep. Dex is certainly struggling himself, like, but the way he tears him down, I've never seen anything quite like that. No,
0: it was awesome. It
1: was, it was really incredible. Yeah, and like, it was sad, of yep. course. Um, but man, he does he go off the deep end. Yeah, that last oh, ep- bullseye was amazing. Oh my god, when he drives up at the end. Yeah. Ugh. I'm like,
0: what are you doing? Oh my God! <laughs> who's who's in who's, the passenger seat, yeah. there, Dex? Oh,
1: we, you got to stop because no, that was epic. It's incredible. Um, this is so yeah. great. Yeah, let's go back to <clears throat> Charlie Cox though. Um, uh,
0: Charlie Cox does such a good job, dude. Like, really nails it. Yeah. Uh, I just I just love what he does, and he and he has a great range. He's very subtle, but he's also yes. very like unhinged, and mm-hmm. he can do it all. And it's like that, that's you know yeah that's why I'm championing. I said this on Twitter like weeks ago, but I was like, we sh- we need to get. They're announcing that Black Widow movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Put
0: Daredevil in the Black Widow movie. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, why not? All the Marvel movies have, like nowadays, have some cameo or some supporting character as one of the heroes. Yeah. Put Charlie Cox in, make a Daredevil, make it awesome. Yeah. Please. No, because she... Daredevil and Black Widow have a beautiful mm-hmm. history that I'd love to see actually put on. Especially because, like, Charlie Cox is a movie actor. But, like, uh, Scarlett Johansson's is a good actress that I'd like to see bounce off of him. Yeah. And his like intensity, mm-hmm. him just like going to going to Marrakesh or going to like Madripoor and yeah. being Daredevil. Ugh. Yeah, but he's just, just just speaking just in pure terms about the show. Uh, the fact that he can like play the character in terms of like doing the lines and doing the the the, the blind thing and also, but he can also be phys- the physicality of the role.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, and it's funny when you met, that you mentioned the blind, like, being blind and portraying a blind, yeah. like, character. I think he does a really phenomenal job of doing that. And, like, I, I every once in a while I find myself thinking about, like, the little subtle things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. That, like, those of us with sight wouldn't, like, think twice about. Like, the way he's able to train his eyes to not look To not anything. looking in their
0: eyes. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's really <clears throat> phenomenal because, mm-hmm. like... I know like I'm my eyes are like all over the yeah. place. I'll when he infiltrates
0: in at the when he when he infiltrates the prison and he's trying to pretend like he's not blind. Yes. That is some acting that yes. like really works.
1: Yeah, it's a guy who can see pretending to be blind, pretending to not be blind. Yeah. It's it's dude.
0: Just amazing. Pretend yeah. to be <laughs> this guy's a dude pretending to be another dude.
1: Um like but he also in this season, and I and I'm like, yes, in the first season, second season, I feel like this season he had an incredible opportunity to play a range. Yes um you know like the idea of like him killing off Matt Murdock like i'm not Matt Murdock anymore but like
0: such a Matt Murdock thing to say it is
1: it is such a Matt Murdock thing to say but it coming back and like you know, his initial like resentment of Sister Maggie. Yes. And then the later change that mm-hmm. we get and that resentment. Like it's two completely different things. Yeah. And his constant struggle and turmoil with what to do about Kingpin. Yep. And I'll be honest with you, like that last moment between he and him Ugh. and what he says, like it's incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And I like love it. everything he says I completely buy. When he's in lawyer mode. Mm-hmm. which we get to see we rarely get
0: to see it and it's great to see him actually being a lawyer it's yeah. really cool <laughs> yeah so great uh overall i can't recommend this show enough Just i know check it out watch it i heard that like viewership dipped on this show by like 57 percent or yeah, something yeah
1: it's like they didn't it's like people didn't believe that it was going to pick up it's trust me like if you did not finish this season please do because yeah. i'm telling you that it is a slower burn mm-hmm. but like it is necessary yeah, even
0: the Karen episode is great
1: yeah and honestly like yeah the Karen episode actually is really strong
0: I know it's, it's really, really good really that would strong. be the episode if I had was just like if I had seen seasons 1, 2 and Defenders and I heard there was an episode just called Karen I'd be like Pah, yeah
1: but like this was incredibly it was, it was very good yeah um, and honestly like even with the slow burn I did not feel like this was stretched out
0: no no, I was actually really glad we got thirteen episodes, although yeah. I think again with all the Netflix shows, you could have done it nine or something, but I'm glad we didn't. Sure. I wanted more. I wanted more. And we got Yeah. It. Yeah. So that was great.
1: It was it was just so good. Um Yeah uh, everybody was so great.
0: Uh, Preston Bryant, can Charlie please get nominated for something, please? Yeah, I, right? Everything. I agree.
1: He should be nominated for everything. Yeah, just all the <laughs>
0: prizes. Him and, uh, him and D'Onofrio. Yeah, go uh, for it. NB Gleason. good Sunday afternoon. Are you guys gonna do Batman, okay. Ninja Turtles, Animated Adventures, or Batman TMNT2? Uh, probably more like two than Animated Adventures. I didn't like it. Uh, yeah. or, or 52, or a comic line on how bad Future's End is. Uh, we'll never do a comic <laughs> line about Newt Future's End, but we will probably do 52, in the future. Nice. So that'll be a little insight into the shows mm-hmm. that we're doing elsewhere uh, on this channel. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Daredevil Season 3 is great. Uh, I want there to be more. Yeah. Uh, Disney owns Hulu, so even if they are canceled, maybe they can find new life on Hulu.
1: Yeah. The, the... If not
0: on the Disney streaming service, since it's not technically PG-13, it's something more be in between.
1: Yeah, the, the viewership drop is concerning. Yeah, to very. Me. I was really hoping... That this would be left on Netflix to let Netflix continue to produce a mature show like this because yes. like Daredevil is such a perfect fit for this sort of grim gritty world mm-hmm. that he exists in. Yeah. Um. And like I feel like they found a really great balance this time around and they. Yeah. Just like leaving off everything where it was, it was like kind of a cool ending. And it's like if we never got any more. All right, fine. Like I, I would prefer that wasn't it. Um. It's not like there's like a massive cliffhanger and no. stuff like that at the end of this. Um, but I think they also have the potential of having set something up, so it's just cool.
0: (laughs) Agreed. So check it out, watch it, and of course don't forget to pick up your books this week because uh, we recommended a whole bunch of them and we think they're going to be great. And uh, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us, Mm -hmm. and if you want to see more uh, of this duo doing video games, I think, what are you going to play?
1: I think Spider-Man.
0: Spider-Man, sounds good.
1: I think that'll be the best call. I think so. I'm not ready. Like, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. but, I don't, but think, I, I don't think I'm don't think i ready to put that out there. No. Although, this is a pretty classic moment. I'll talk about it later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, go into the description, grab a link uh, to our Purple channel, uh, and you'll be able to watch more of that in a little while. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And, of course, mm-hmm. a special thank you to our Super Chatters who yes. donated to the show and make this channel possible. Uh, of course, if you want to help make this channel more possible, you can always go to pi- patreon.com slash comicpop and uh, help us out on a monthly basis. I don't remember what the. I think
1: it's monthly. I think
0: it's monthly too. So monthly. on a monthly basis, you get early access. Uh, you can watch back issues right now. Uh, Super Suns is out right now, so Ooh. check it out. Um, and of course, I want to give just a really quick shout out and a thank you to the people who made the next couple of episodes of Elseworlds possible. Thank you so much to Scott Snyder for appearing Incredible. on last week's episode of Elseworlds, Incredible. and a big special thank you to Dan Schoning and Eric Burnham for being on this week's upcoming episode of Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm traveling, so I won't be able to do a live show, but you still get Elseworlds. Yeah, and it'll be all about the IDW Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters that all worked out so really well it really did it really so check did. that out and uh, stay here and of course don't forget to like this video subscribe here to ch- to Comet Pop and click the bell to get notifications every time we to go live because yeah. when you like these live shows you need to get the bell clicked otherwise you won't know there's something yeah going
1: you won't get the, the thing or whatever exactly. and also I want to say thank you so much to everybody for the well wishes for me getting better and my stupid cold yeah it's gonna be a good winter if I've already had two colds That means you've
0: you've built up immunity now.
1: That is not what that means. That's not
0: how that works. Not at all. Not for uh, me. No. Thanks a lot for hanging out (laughs) with us, everybody, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.